Hello everyone and welcome to the ninth episode of the Stack to Eep podcast. Uh, today we have with us uh, Naren, who is an uh, independent software engineer, and he is going to be talking to us about his freelancing journey. Uh, he has been finding a lot of success, but also also has been facing a lot of pain and challenges while doing it. So, it, so I was very interested to talk with Naren and understand what his freelancing uh, story looks like. Welcome, Naren. Hey Manoj, uh, thanks for having me. Sure, no problem. Thanks for taking your time as well. Can you start off by introducing yourself? Where you are from? What kind of uh, education um, background you have? Yeah. So as you said, I'm Naren, and I actually uh, did my electronics and communication engineering, and I graduated in 2013. But the stuff I do is not completely related to what I studied, which is so typical. in all engineering and uh, yeah so my graduated in 2013 and it's it's from some unfamiliar college around chennai area great and so so once you finish college how did your uh, career begin was it like a typical engineering grad career or did you start off with a completely different approach we know that uh, currently you are in a very different place but how did your career initial part of your career look like the uh, initial part looked like one thing i wanted to do is i didn't want to get into my campus interviews because it wasn't that great and it it's like uh, going along uh, with the herd and trying to compete with uh, your peers i didn't, i i it was like i didn't feel comfortable with that i w- wanted to take a different path not to go into corporates and i just wanted to um, explore startups so i actually i was looking out for opportunities outside the college campus interviews and i got got one uh, through some reference it was an embedded engineer position in an electronics startup so i was dealing with a lot of electronics devices and programming from various in c and uh, so and how long were you on this career path and at what point or how, how many years into your career did you choose that a hey, maybe i should start some independent uh, consulting work or a freelancing work what what point and what triggered the thought towards freelancing so actually i was uh, after the after after my initial phase where i was mostly into electronics then i switched uh, to software and i went into back end engineering and there there was a social i was going uh, for a day job and around 2018 i was like i wanted to uh, after working with several startups i i wanted to work uh, on different projects and try out different things uh, because if i go join another company mostly i'll be in the same tech stack and after a while things get to they tend to get boring sometimes so i want to try out different t- stacks so that was my primary trigger to get into consulting so the biggest thing that i always find difficult when i think about uh, freelancing not that i have given a lot of uh, thought to it but how do you go about finding projects and clients like like you even mentioned sometimes it gets boring and it could also you could also end up doing something similar so how do you go about being selective how do you go about making sure you find the right project and the right clients and Uh, the right work for you right so could you talk a bit about that uh, sure so initially when uh, i wanted to do that i didn't jump into freelancing right away so i um, worked with a, a startup 
which kind of a consulting um, agency and uh, they put me in the projects and they have their own uh, sales team so i was um, consulting with another uh, company based out of the us so i was working remotely and that's where i learned how to care for your uh, clients and how to craft your software with care because it's it's kind of different by i mean it, it's i would say that it is a bit different when you work with an employer and when you work as a independent person in a different consulting in a different team right so there i even though i had the safety net of uh, a, a consulting agency or a company uh, consulting company backing me up a monthly uh, fixed income uh, which is a good safety net i learned a lot i kind of I had some failures there and i also learned a lot on how to deal with clients and then once i came out of that project i started going independent so the first thing which i did was uh, mostly just uh, cold call people i uh, knew and uh, i just told them that hey i uh, came out of my day job and i'm looking for some freelancing or consulting opportunities so you talk a bit into detail about uh, like is it just through connections or are there i, I know that there are some freelancing or uh, for independent yeah. software developers there are some websites and other platforms also or is it like a mixture of both trying to start some base and then keep building the network and then use the network as you go it's it's like both so actually if you have existing uh, network you should uh, try to use that and then you start building a new network as a uh, freelancer so if you are a software engineer or in any field working with some company people know you as just an employee right so even your friends or other companies know you as just an employee so when they hear that there is a project coming up they won't refer you because they already knew that you are with a company and you have you have a day job so once uh, you st- you want to start into freelancing you just first need to give a, a update to everyone you know that you are available to take up contracts and freelance gigs and then after that you can start building slowly by uh, reaching out to other uh, freelancers and how how they are taking out uh, taking leads and uh, there are job portals and there are you know, freelance portals but it's kind of too crowded and you'll be competing with a huge amount of people who are ready to do the similar work for a very cheap rate and uh, most likely it will burn you out so it's better to start with existing network and build on top of that and uh, so as you began your and started uh, cutting down your independent developer path right uh, what, so looking back on the last year and a half or two years right so what do you think was your biggest success and biggest failure in this journey well uh, to be honest i it's been just eight months being totally independent so it's a very short time to comment on my uh, success and failures because i'm still figuring things out but the things i have learned so far is success is first i didn't expect that i will get some clients but going to conferences and meeting people and building my network that helped me a lot because when i just started cold calling people and saying that i am looking for opportunities like this and i'm available for freelancing i just got a lot of projects that was really unexpected and the difficult part uh, was like choosing uh, the right uh, project and talking with the uh, clients and one more specific success is i convinced a client who gave me an offer while i was looking out for a day job 
that they should be paying me Harley and that Harley rate is uh, like two to three X more than the salary they quoted a long time back when they tried to hire me. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So especially for freelancers uh, who are going down this path in India, right? What are the challenges that we face here in India? Challenges is like here in India, I'm not sure how independent um, you know, consultants are, you know, hired by the companies. I don't, even if they get hired, uh, they you will be doing a fixed build project in software, fixed build project almost uh, never works unless the requirements are uh, frozen and we always know that requirements always change. So the biggest challenge is getting to getting people to accept your rates as well as the value you provide. Even I took, it took a while for me with one of my clients where I had to uh, work with them for very normal rates, very average rates. And then once they saw my value and they wanted me back, so I quoted them my new price and, and they were okay with that. So it, it, it takes a while in India. But the thing is, you should, you should try to use your existing success. So if you have, if you have done some, if you have some good reference or if you have some good benchmarks in your uh, existing, uh, your previous day job, uh, you should tell them that and make them relate the value you provide to whatever they're doing. So one thing that I've been curious about is uh, how does the whole payment uh, thing work? Like how do you get paid how do you ensure that the client actually ends up paying you and also what are the tax implications for freelancers especially in india uh, so the payment is mostly i work on um, harley basis so i will be working uh, with the client and uh, i'll be recording my uh, effort and i'll be filling up my time sheet personally i use the toggle time tracker for that and by end of the month, I just I get the report out of it and uh, I, will send, I, will, I will rise and send an invoice to the client. So about uh, getting paid, you should make sure that almost every freelancer sends, sends a contact with the uh, client unless you know that person very well, it's your friend. But whenever you're sending the contract, you have to make sure there is a, a due date for your invoice and the, make sure uh, the client is uh, agreeing with you to pay the invoices in that due date usually it will be like 15 to 20 days and and there should be also a clause in invoice saying that if uh, the client fails to pay within the due date then you will you have rights to stop your work so if that's not there i would recommend you to amend go through the contract and make sure you amend such clauses uh, which is in favor of you as well as the client and about taxes in India uh, for freelancers, I think uh, I, I, I didn't uh, put much effort to export taxes because I, I hired an accountant for myself and I just send expenses to them. And they make sure they uh, use all my bank statements and calculate all the uh, expenses versus the income and they file my tax. But I learn about uh, taxes. If you are in India, you should definitely check out uh, GST. So and make no mistakes in taxes because it will bite you uh, back not now like even after like six or seven years yeah that uh, tax bit i think that's a very good advice yeah. and i think there is some a bit of overhead that you'll have to handle as well right i think you can't just be a developer you have to put on a few different ads yeah. as well 
even pure, purely from software engineering perspective also you'll also have to don few other ads but also beyond that you'll have to uh, take care of uh, things around contracts and ma- making sure you are uh, do you also speak with a lawyer no i don't speak with a lawyer right now i just i have just gone through like two contracts two to three contracts and it was pretty much uh, straightforward so i didn't have any uh, purpose uh, to talk with a lawyer and my taxes are mostly taken care of by my accountant a question about how you handle it personally do you like continue working throughout the year or do you take it like six months at a time and then take some time off so how, how does your schedule look like i actually um so it depends on the uh, contract there are some good if you if you work with some clients uh, who owns a kind of a long term or at least a mid term contract it's like maybe a year or so uh, if you are in that contract in that kind of contract uh, you won't have much choice but you have to work but still right now for me i i'm kind of a long term contract with one of my client and i have to work but i am free to take a day off as long as the i'm not uh, impeding any other features and the project is project velocity and uh, also one thing to make sure is you need to uh, make sure there is a specific uh, clause in your contract which says uh, some x hours per week uh, so that like you don't have to put in all the hours uh, daily so it will be a kind of accumulated hours over a week so that uh, we can use that time to either for a time off or day offs or working with some other clients so oh, um just curious uh, do you use like a standard template for the contract is there even a service which takes care of these side of things no so actually it depends on contract i think mostly uh, the clients which are work they uh, give me the contract and they normally use some just a send me the pdf and i will sign it digitally and there is also zoho sign i guess it's also a pretty good uh, service where you can digitally uh, sign contracts and there are quite a few freelancer tools where you can uh, generate contracts and proposals to uh, i think uh, bonsai is one of them uh, so do you uh, generally prefer like uh, long term stable ones or do you do like long term one and then few short term ones so that you can keep switching clients and then get a breadth of experience as well so what uh, what is your general approach been currently i kind of i'm kind of figuring things out because i'm just a single person and it's it's kind of uh, difficult to have more than two clients so currently i what i do is i have one long term contract and one short term contract um, so the long term it will be the contract will be like uh, more than 6 months as well as uh, the number of hours will be uh, i have to put will be like pretty much take 70% of my day and the short term contract is like uh, it will have less hours and i will make sure i'll set the expectations with uh, both of the clients so that i don't i will deliver them so what is your advice for those planning to start freelancing uh, and there are two aspects to it for those who are already in the industry and they want to uh, change things and become independent and start working and the other aspect is is it even advisable for uh, new grads to even think about freelancing given that they may not have a portfolio they might also not have a network especially in current uh, situation if say someone is finding it very difficult to find jobs them is it even advisable for new college grads to even think about freelancing or going independent at this time so actually yeah these are like uh, totally two different uh, things as a college grad you can 
come out of the college and you can uh, uh, try out freelancing but people mostly people won't take you seriously uh, because they always look for your uh, previous experience and how you have dealt with uh, different projects but still i have done that actually when i came out of college i just i have uh, done one call that like uh, freelancing i just help out people on building projects i mean it's like ad hoc one time thing and uh, that and i i don't i think it's when you come out of college and you just get started with freelancing i don't think i, I personally i wouldn't recommend that because uh, you need some sort of experience to work with the team first and work in a real work on work in production so most of the freelance gigs will be like uh, greenfield projects where you need to it will be like building an mvp or you need to build some projects from scratch and if you don't know if you haven't worked uh, previously on similar production systems or at least some production systems or you won't uh, you won't provide them much value and you will you will be providing the value which you at your best but your client won't be able to see that and they will always prefer someone else over you so it's always better to work for some companies and work with a team and then once you kind of specialize it's not specialize specialize once you know that you're good at something and where you can provide value in some specific areas then you can come out and you can upsell your skills and people who are going to or trying to do freelancing after getting some experience in after working with a company for a while before that uh, you always should have a bunch of networks so it's always good to good to build uh, good to spend some time uh, with your networks and make sure uh, you're networking with a lot of people and it's like a it's like compounding uh, you won't know like if you go for a meet up today and it, you won't see much effects of that if you give a talk or if you give a few talks in conferences you won't see uh, the effect right away but after like if you keep doing that five years or so at least uh, four or five years down the line and it will make a you know, huge difference uh, it will build a very strong network for you so uh, once you do that you act on uh, what you have so um, get out and let your network know that you're looking for opportunities and then you uh, slowly start building on top of that uh, thanks a lot nalin i think uh, those are all the questions that i had to ask you and i think you have given a lot of good details on uh, how to become a independent developer or a freelancer and what are the challenges that one might face especially sure. here in india i think it was very useful i think uh, if you people listening to the podcast who are uh, doubtful if they should start a freelancing journey or not and if it helps them out i think that is that that, that would be a goal achieved all right uh, any closing comments from your side narendra Closing comments is so if you are starting a freelancing, just experiment. So in, uh, that's the you have an advantage in software side. If you are coming out of a company and you are freelancing, you can always go back to your uh, day job. So freelancing for a year or so, it's only going to add up uh, as an experience to your resume. So so always uh, just experiment until you figure things out. Yeah, I think that is a good point. I think. Uh, always take a risk but also if it is not working out maybe uh, take a step back again and maybe try it out again later right right yeah sure uh, thanks a lot narain and thanks for taking the time uh, to sure. come and talk with me on this podcast all right uh, thank you thank you so much for having me see you